Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and we are continuing the series that we have been in for the past couple of weeks today with another myth that we are busting through um, about selling online and running an online business. If you have missed the first couple of episodes, I would really recommend that you start with number one because there's a lot of overlap um, with these episodes and with the ideas in the myths. And so you'll hear some of the things over again, but also some of it just builds on itself um, in terms of people's expectations and what it the reality looks like of running an online business. So if you haven't listened to those, go back. This is the third week, so there are two previous episodes were myth one and myth two. Today, for myth number three, we are going to talk about passive income. This was one of the most common ones when I asked on Instagram, what are some myths that you have heard about selling online? And what are ideas, I guess, that you get kind of preached to about what it looks like to run an online business and what the reality of having a business is like. Um, And I would say probably 50% of the responses centered around passive income, some variation of, you know, that you can create passive income or that the best way of doing it is to have a passive income stream or how easy it is to create a passive income on the internet. Passive income is a buzzword that has been thrown around a lot over the past several years. I would say starting kind of in the early uh, COVID days, um, although I really think it ramped up like as we got a little bit more into the pandemic, it seemed to me like at the beginning of the COVID era, like 2020, people just wanted an online business. They were happy to have an online business that they had to work in. They weren't expecting it to be passive. And then as that kind of, I guess, got further along, or maybe it was more that people went back to their normal jobs that they were working pre-pandemic, then all of a sudden they wanted this to be a passive income. And the people who were sort of selling the idea of a passive income or preaching about creating a passive income really, really ramped up those efforts. Um, And so this became just this market that is so huge and so boring (laughs) to me um, in in a really blunt way of saying it, Um, but it's so generic and so huge. And if you go and search on YouTube um, or probably even podcasts, whatever, there is so much out there about creating a passive income. So I want to talk about that, particularly as it relates to running an Etsy shop, although I think that it's true kind of across the board. But there have definitely been people who have stepped into that space and said, like, Etsy is a great way to make passive income and that's where you need to focus your efforts or, um, you know, sort of the digital creation online. So 
Um, there are those people that believe, and you may be one of them, um, and I'm sorry that this episode is going to be really blunt. There is no other way for me to talk about passive income. Honestly, this is one of my least favorite topics to talk about just because I think that people have been so duped. Um, and I think that the marketing around passive income is so, um, exploitative? Is that a word? Um, it just exploits people's dreams, I guess, really, is what bothers me so much about it. There is so much um, weight put on being able to create this passive income so that you can be a better mother and be more present in your kids' lives and you're not just a slave to your desk job and you're not tied to anything and you can just do what you want with your life and you don't have to work and you, you don't have to trade your time for money. That's a big one that I hear all of the time. You don't have to trade your time for money. You know what trading time for money is called? It's called a job. <laughs> That's a normal thing. That's not a bad thing. That's just how work works. You trade your time for something that people are paying you for. So anyway, I have a really hard time talking about this in any other way other than extremely bluntly. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, that's kind of what I do in general, but probably more so with these topics that I feel like people are being so taken advantage of when they get into them. So there are these people that will tell you that it is totally possible, not only possible, but very easy. And you're a fool if you're not doing it. Um, to make money on autopilot without having to put any effort in and without having to do anything really. And you just make money passively and it just rolls into your bank account and you don't have to do any work. They, they tell you that by creating a product, an ebook, an online course, uh, templates, printables, digital downloads, um, SVG files, whatever it is, the, the different product depends on who you're listening to, but the idea is still the same. You can sit back, you watch the money roll in and you don't have to do anything for it. So I will just say straight out, I think passive income is a lie. At least passive income at any level that's really going to make a difference in your life. The truth is that people have to work hard <laughs> to create an income stream that becomes more scalable. And by scalable, I mean, let's say you create a digital download and you sell it and you can sell that product ad nauseum on and on and on forever and ever, amen. And that's the idea that they're selling you on. You create this product one time and you can sell it over and over again. And that part of it is true. However, nothing is completely passive. Are some items more scalable than others? Of course they are. Are some items more time consuming to create than others? Also, of course they are. That's not new information. That's not earth shatteringly different from the way that it has always been. But building a business is not passive income. And if your expectation is that you're gonna be able to make a passive income at a high level, I'm here to tell you that you're going to be sadly mistaken. Does that mean that you cannot create ebooks and make a good living from them? No, I know creators that have made a million dollars off of ebooks, 
but that doesn't mean that it's a passive income source. They are creating that ebook and then the rest of their time that they're working is working in the marketing portion of their business. And that's the piece that really gets left out a lot of times. I will even have people tell me that they want to do something um, similar to what I do, like this podcast. I have eBooks, I have a podcast, I have a blog, I have online courses. I have all of these things that people talk about as passive. And I'm here to tell you from the standpoint of someone who has done it and also who has been successful in it, I'm not gonna tell you that I haven't made money doing these things, I have but it's not passive. It takes up more time for me to do this side of my business than it does to create the physical products in my Etsy shop. My physical product shop is the least time-consuming piece of all of the various income streams that I have. And that is the part that gets left out, that that, that physical product creation piece of my business is, is the time, the part that is, the least time consuming and also the least stressful for me. Now, before there are the two people in my audience who believe that passive income is a real thing and it's quickly and easily achievable for your average Joe, start emailing me their hate mail, which they do. I get emails about this topic all the time from people who say, well, I have an Etsy shop and it's a digital shop and I have a passive income. Um, and then they go on to tell me all of the different ways that they market their passive income and all the time that they spend doing the marketing in their shop and the product creation. Um, and so then I would say it's not actually passive, but anyway, what, before those people really start telling me that this is working for them or that they're, um, actually I will also caveat by saying that the only people that have ever told me that they had a passive income were people who were also selling things related to passive income. So eBooks or whatever. So I've never actually heard from anyone um, who had a true passive income that wasn't trying to sell something about passive income. But regardless, um, it doesn't exist in the way that most people imagine when they hear the term passive income. So there's this idea that you're going to create this passive income and then you're going to have this money coming in really quickly, I think is really the big idea that's being sold. And also, I will again encourage you to go back to last week's episode. No, it was the week before that, where I talked about the timeline to success, which is true regardless of whether it's passive or a physical project product or a digital or whatever. The timeline to success is not quick regardless of your products. But let's talk about, for instance, blogging, um, which is something that oftentimes people talk about as a passive income source, although not as much now as they used to. Um, as blogging has kind of given way to like being an influencer, but it's the same idea regardless of if you're trying to build some sort of following on a social media platform to be an in influencer or a blogger or whatever, they're the same. Um, if you talk to people who actually have been successful about this and are in this realm and actually have come out the other side um, being able to grow a business from their following, whether it's a blog or social media or whatever, most of the time, the people that I have talked to will tell you that they worked at it for years 
at a solidly part-time level. So let's call it maybe 10 to 30 hours a week for years before they made any real measurable income. Did they have months of making 50 bucks? Sure. Uh, did they have, you know, maybe a month of making 500 bucks after 18 months of working or something? Maybe. But they for sure did not have any real income right out of the gate. Um, and most of the time they have startup expenses and all of that, which we talked about last week. And so they are working in the meantime, this, you know, hours and hours and hours without really getting any pay from it or any, any return on their time investment. And then the people who stick with it and work hard and learn how to do it and strategically build the business will, you know, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes they will end up on the other side with a successful business. But what you're not looking at in saying, you know, oh, you have 100,000 followers on Instagram and you're getting paid to post is the five years of work that they did before they even got any sponsors and and all of the time that they spent doing that day after day, week after week, year after year, and then what they have to continue to do now in order to continue to stay relevant. Likewise, I think that if you look at a market like selling digital products on Etsy, this is one that I see and hear about all the time. Let's talk about selling digital products on Etsy. Is there a way to make that passive? Sure, in theory. You could create an awesome digital product and sell it forever and ever, amen, without having to create new products all the time. But what are you selling that digital product for? $5 a piece? How many of those do you have to sell to make a meaningful income? And how long is it going to take you to get there at that low price point, which digital products are? And then are you really going to be able to stay there, to get there and stay there without ever having to create any new products? Because I'm here to tell you that if you are constantly having to create new products for your shop in order to continue to bring in revenue, that's not passive. It's, that's, that's the lie of passive income. You can create that product and sell it passively for forever and ever, amen, but if you don't ever do anything in your Etsy shop and you don't create new products and you just let it stagnate, your sales are going to drop and you are going to have to consistently create new products because the other inevitable of this situation is that if you create this amazing digital product that sells like gangbusters and you just bring in, you know, a thousand sales every single month with this completely unique, really amazing, just amazing, amazing, amazing product, people are going to create items that are similar to that. That is how capitalism works and that is the nature of selling on a platform. If you have a product that sells really well, there will be people who come in and copy you. That's not even really the nature of platform selling, that's just the nature of capitalism in general. So you're not going to be able to create a product and never create anything new and have that product sell on repeat at a really high level forever and ever without doing any work. It's just not going to happen. Take, for instance, templates. 
did the first person who ever had the idea to create Canva templates for social media make a good income from those Canva templates that they sold? I'm sure that they did. But then other people jumped into the market and so they would have to either create different products or evolve their products or make them more complicated or up their level of technicality or whatever in order to stay competitive. Otherwise, the market just becomes really flooded with the same kinds of things, which it is, and then that drives the prices down. That's basic Econ 101, supply and demand. If you're the first person in that market and you create something amazing and nobody else is offering it, then you can charge a higher price. And then when everybody else starts offering it and there's 20 bajillion different shops that are selling the exact same thing, that price is going to be driven down. And that's what I see in the digital download market uh, across the board, pretty much. It's the same thing with SVGs or printables or teaching materials or whatever you see out there. The more someone sells, the more people are going to jump into that industry, which drives the prices down and it drives the competition up which means you have fewer sales for less money each sale. Again, this is Econ 101. I'm not like reinventing the wheel here. That is the nature of how it works. And that is just kind of the way that that wheel moves forward in selling. The difference with digital downloads um, or just digital products in general versus something that is a physical product, particularly if there is a skill involved in the physical product or machinery or something like that, is that there's very low barriers to entry with digital products. So maybe instead of buying, like I talked about um, in the finance episode last time, you know, I had to buy a $6,000 or whatever, six needle embroidery machine. If you wanna get started making Canva templates, all you have to do is sign up for Canva, which is like 12 bucks. And so you don't really have any big expenses in the beginning. Maybe you sign up for Photoshop and it costs you $30 a month or whatever, but those subscriptions are significantly cheaper. But you know what? If they're cheaper for you and there are lower barriers to entry for you, it's true for everyone else too. So it means that there's never going to exist an opportunity where you can create time or you can create a product one time, never work on it again, never improve anything, and have this one product that exists in perpetuity and make money forever and ever. It's just not going to happen. And I think that the simpler your products are, the easier they are to create and the less skill it takes to create them. So if you say like, well, I don't know anything about graphic design and I'm gonna create printables, um, the lower the price point is, the more flooded that market is and the less likely it is to be able to be a viable income source at any kind of like real level for you. The more skill, the more background you have to have or the more training or whatever, um, the more complicated basically that something is, the more likely it is that you will be able to create some kind of income from that. I had a conversation just to speak to like kind of the time investment in um, creating products and continuing to move forward a shop that has digital products. I had a conversation with someone one time who told me that 
it was completely possible to have a passive income source. She said that she had made some number of dollars and I can't even remember the number, but it was, you know, several thousand dollars or something on passive on her passive income shop. And she doesn't do much in her Etsy shop. She doesn't really have to do anything. And then she also went on to tell me in a later conversation that it typically takes her like 30 hours to make each product that she's making for her shop. And she's always adding new products, testing new products, trying new niches, whatever. And then in addition to that, she spent like five hours a week blogging. She was getting ready to start a podcast um, to talk about the theme that her digital products were centered around. And she did email marketing and had um, a, a social media account that she was uploading or she was like regularly posting to and all of that. So basically it goes back to what I originally said that's not a passive income. That's just a job. If you're creating a product and then you have that product and you're spending all of your time marketing it and creating new products, there's nothing about that that's passive. If you stopped doing all of the marketing and you stopped doing all of the creating of new products and the promotion of the products that you had, your sales would also stop which again is normal. <laughs> if you don't ever market anything, then of course it's not going to sale sell. That is normal for sales, but it means that it's not a passive income. It's just a job. And I'm not here to hate on things being a job. This podcast, my courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, the listing critiques that I just um, did in, or I just offered in my Crickets to Cha-Ching shop, all of that, is the same kind of work. It's a job. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes me continuing to learn and test things on Etsy and be in that space myself. And it takes an incredible amount of time for me to do all of the pieces of creation that go along with this, um, this part of the business. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but I would never tell you that it's passive. It's not passive, it's just a job. The idea of creating a passive income really breaks down for me when you talk about the amount of money that is realistic for most people to make from this passive income that they want to create out of their Etsy shop. I have a digital shop that is probably as close to passive income as is really possible. I don't make the products, so I'm not spending time making the digital downloads that we are selling. I literally just have to upload them to Etsy because I have a business partner that is making the products and has the whole background that allows her to make these very detailed high value products. And so this is a, you know, a passive income source for me, I guess, if you want to call it that. Although it's not passive because I have to meet with her every month and I have to upload the things to Etsy and then we do reports at the end of the month to look at sales and whatever. But okay, we'll call it, we'll call it a passive income. And that's great. I like doing it because it's a challenge for me and I like my business partner. I like connecting with her. But it brings in a couple hundred dollars a month by the time we take out all of the fees 
and then we split the revenue. And these are super niche, really high value digital products without a ton of competition in the market. So this is not something that somebody could just come in and create it in an hour and put it up there without any kind of background. These are teaching products. So you're going to have to have some knowledge of the material that you're teaching. And they're very high value products, not your average digital, you know, Canva template or printable or whatever. And as I said in the episode about timeline, it took nine months of consistently uploading new listings and brainstorming new ideas and looking at what had sold well um, and all of that to have our first month with over $1,000 in sales on Etsy, which also was coincidentally um, April. And that obviously (laughs) is the month of Easter. And these are like church Bible study printables for Sunday school. So Easter Easter products were really popular. And so that first month of having over $1,000 in sales in April, that was before you take out the fees and also then before you split the revenue. If I didn't have to split the revenue here, then I would obviously be making more money, but I would also be investing a huge amount of time. So my business partner invests a huge amount of time in creating new products and doing all of the layouts of the products and then writing the descriptions and the titles and all of that stuff. So I'm spending significantly less time just uploading them to Etsy and playing around with the SEO and all of that. But if I actually had to create the products, it would be a lot more time consuming. So we have, you know, this $1,000 in sales and then we take out all of the fees and then we both split it 50-50. And so what do we walk away with? a couple hundred dollars, really, if you're looking at it realistically, probably between three and $400. That's not nothing, and I'm not saying that it's nothing, but it is a far cry from quitting your day job and having a passive income that allows you to ride off into the sunset. If somebody wants to have a conversation with me where they convince me that they can make $100 a month in passive income by selling digital downloads or whatever online, I could buy into that. But that's not what you're being sold by marketers online. If you want to convince me that you're going to be able to bring in $1,000, $3,000, $10,000 a month in passive income, I'm not buying it. Something that is going to be really life-changing, an income that is going to be really life-changing and add a a significant amount of money to your life is going to take work. I do not believe that that is going to be passive unless maybe you started blogging 15 years ago, although it's still not passive because you're still having to update it and stay relevant and market and all of that. So no, I just don't believe that it is possible for you to be able to do that, to be able to create an income source that is, you know, multiple four figures, five figures, six figures, whatever a month that you're not having to do anything for. If you're not creating new products and spending time creating new products, email marketing, podcast, blogging, Instagram, whatever, you're not going to stay relevant in the ever evolving and very rapidly changing online world. It doesn't really matter what that work looks like. It's still 
work. And so the idea that you are just going to be able to have this passive side gig or passive full-time income or whatever is just not real. Is it flexible? Sure. It's flexible. Is it scalable? Maybe depending on what you do. Is it worth it? That really is up to you and what you're trying to get out of it. Um, and also how long of a timeline you have to invest in it without making a huge amount of money. Um, but it's not the, it's not the myth that you're being sold. It looks dramatically different than what people are trying to sell you on. So all of that to say, all of my rant about passive income and, and how people are getting into the places that you wish were different in your life, you wish that you could have, you know, a completely flexible full-time income or a income that you don't have to work for. Yeah, we all wish that. We all wish we had trust funds. That's what that's called. Um, but, you know, not that many of us do. So most of us have to work for our money. And work is not a bad thing. I am not somebody who believes that your identity is tied to work or that you need to be like busting your hiney for, you know, 60 hours a week or anything like that. But I also don't believe that the polar opposite of that is true, that you can do nothing and have no real skill and no real unique idea to add to the market and be able to just make money out of out of nowhere. That's just not realistic. There's flexible income, there's scalable income to a certain degree, but nothing is passive. And if you're getting into this business, hoping that you can create a passive income for yourself that doesn't really require any work and doesn't really require you to do anything, I'm here to burst your bubble, unfortunately. Um, and I don't like bursting bubbles. That's just make me happy or like, it's not fun for me to burst bubbles, but much like last week's episode where we talked about a realistic timeline for your business, having a realistic expectation about the ongoing amount of work involved in running a successful business that continues to grow and continues to be successful and actually brings in more than 50 bucks a month is important. It's important to be realistic about it. If you don't have any time to dedicate to your business, you're actually not really that interested in running a business. You don't want to put any work into it. You don't really have any highly valuable technical skill or anything like that. You're just kind of throwing something up there and you want to make money from it. It's going to be just about as profitable as you would think a business would be that someone spends absolutely no time and effort on. If we could do that, then all of us would be doing it. Of course we would. Why would no, why would anybody not want to do that? And so that for me is where it gets really ranty <laughs> um, is, uh, of course, that would be amazing. I agree with you that that would be amazing, but it's not a realistic expectation and I feel over the years as I have been teaching and um, coaching and one-on-one -on -one strategies and all of that, that more and more and more and more people are buying into that idea or I, it's not even, I don't even want to put the, the onus of responsibility really on the people that are quote unquote buying into it. They're being sold this idea from marketers that this is something that is 
widely achievable and really easy and you just, you know, you just need to buy their course and and you can do it too. <laughs> um, and I say that as somebody who sells courses, so I don't have a problem with courses, but I have a problem with selling people on something that's not realistic. I have a problem with the lack of integrity of online marketing that sells you on something that you are not likely to be able to be successful at at the level that is being promised to you by people who are making money off you buying into that dream. So that's where the part of it really irks me. That's the part of it that really bothers me because I have so many people that I talk to like the hundreds of emails that I get on an ongoing basis or or DMs or whatever that that are being, that are buying into this and also then feeling like they're doing something wrong or that they aren't, um, they aren't living up to their potential or, um, you know, that there's something wrong with them, that there's something wrong with their skill set or there's something wrong with their ability to do it, or they're just not working hard enough or whatever. They're internalizing the lack of ability to do this on themselves. And it's not fair. It's not fair for you to feel that way because you are being sold something that is not very likely to be successful unless you have a really creative idea, a really unique product, a really unique way of marketing it, something that is really high value that you have developed from your background, probably outside of the internet, that adds a lot of value into the space. And even then, it's going to be tough. So that is, that's my story about passive income. I'm just going to say I'm sorry that this is such a negative episode. Again, this is a, a topic that bothers me so much. Um, and I have just seen explode. Like I would probably have sold a bajillion more courses and stuff if I could just tell you that, yeah, just buy my course and you can be able to, you'll be able to have a passive income. You'll be able to manifest your millions and ride off into the sunset and frolic in the waves at the beach all day. But I'm not going to tell you that because that's not true. And I don't believe in just blowing smoke and adding to that in, that internet conversation that's not um that's not adding value to people's lives and is just kind of contributing to that feeling of like not doing enough, not working hard enough, not being good enough, not accomplishing the things that you see on the Instagram where people are selling you on their fake lives. So <laughs> I'm sorry for the negativity in here. I hope that it's not negative. I hope that you hear it from a place of um, wanting you to, to succeed, wanting you to accomplish your goal of having a flexible income, of having a flexible job and contributing meaningful income to your family that actually makes a difference for your life and allows you to do the things that you want to do um, outside of work and and gives you flexibility. I do think that that's possible. I just don't think it's going to happen passively. Um, and so I, I do want that for you and I want to help you get there and I want you to have those successes and those wins along the way that allow you to feel like you have done it and you've accomplished it and and you are the person that is able to do it because I do believe that. 
Um, but I think it's really important in that to have realistic expectations and somebody who is not going to throw it back on you if if what you're doing is not um, not working because what your expectation is is not in line with reality. So I hope this episode has been helpful. Um, I will try to be a little more uplifting next week, um, but I think that this is a really important conversation to have and, um, and I hope you got value from it. So I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.